This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. It is the Subway to Shea podcast, episode 40. Anthony Rivera here with you to talk about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. Please take a few minutes to write me a review and let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week for you Met fans out there. So by going on Apple Podcasts, rating the show from one to five stars, and then leaving a few comments in the review section, it can only help to show everyone that comes to listen to the show and me what you like about it and what needs to be fixed. So I could really appreciate you guys going on Apple Podcasts, rating and reviewing the show. If you're a new listener to the podcast, thanks for joining us. And if you are already a fan of the show, thanks for your continued support. I appreciate you all. Now, on to this week's episode, episode 40. It's a big one. And today, we are breaking down the search for the president of baseball operations for the New York Mets. Why are we here? Well, last season's search didn't really go as planned. Sandy Alderson came in with Steve Cohen basically to help solidify the deal so that Steve Cohen could be the owner. And Sandy Alderson was coming in to be the team president. He wasn't going to be doing what he did in his previous time with the Mets. He wasn't going to be the GM. He wasn't going to run baseball operations. He was just coming in to be the team president and work in the office side of things. Well, that didn't go as planned. The search to hire a president of baseball operations and a general manager did not work out as planned. The Mets were not given access to talk to some of the executives they wanted because most were in similar roles. Teams can deny access to an interview if they choose to. Let's also remember that when this took place last year, Steve Cohen took over right around the time free agency opened up, which was not enough time to get the right team in place. They weren't going to have enough time to hire a president of baseball operations and a GM and then work on the roster. So what happened? Since they couldn't get a president of baseball operations, they hired Jared Porter as the GM. And everything seemed well for all but about a month, or maybe even a little over a month. Because in that time, Jared Porter was fired. We all know the reasons why, so I'm not going to get into that, but he was fired. And then assistant general manager Zach Scott took over, with Sandy Alderson overseeing everything. And during the season, close towards the end of the season, Zach Scott was put on leave after his arrest for DWI. It was just an appetite for disaster. Anything that went wrong could go wrong with this front office. And I'm going to tell you this right now. This, what's going to happen this offseason, what's happening now, is not going to be any easier. Because not only are they going to try to get a president of baseball operations, 
not only are they going to try to get a general manager and maybe an assistant general manager, who knows what happens with Zach Scott, but also they need to hire a manager after not bringing back Luis Rojas and a new coaching staff. As you know, in the recent weeks that the coaching staff was told that they can go about their time getting new interviews because they're not going to be brought back in their positions. So Hugh Quattlebaum, Kevin Howard were put back into the minor leagues where their position was originally held. Jeremy Hefner might be the only one that returns, but we don't even know if he's going to be the pitching coach. Dave Jouse, gone. Gary D. Sarcina, thankfully, gone. And the Mets are starting from scratch. This offseason may be tougher than what they went through last year. Last year, they get the benefit of the doubt. Steve Cohen just took over, not enough time to set everything up. But this season, with time to spare, with time to get things done, with lining up interviews and speaking with executives right after the postseason. The Mets need to get this right. They cannot make this mistake. The honeymoon phase is over for Steve Cohen. Now it's time to get to work, and he needs to get this right. How long it takes to get it done, just get it done and get this team in the right direction because I don't want Sandy Alderson running baseball operations anymore. I know I get tweeted by Carlos on Twitter. Me and him always go back and forth and have good conversation. He is so tired of Sandy Alderson, and he thinks that if he's not gone, that it doesn't matter what happens. Now, I don't fully believe that. I do think that Sandy wants to just work on the business side of things. Move him along to there, because they're not going to get rid of him. He still has one more year, I think, left on his deal. They needed him to make sure that Steve Cohen got this deal done. Now that it's done, now it's time to put Sandy Alderson on the business side of things, Let's get this president of baseball operations underway. Let's get that person in so that he can hire a general manager and they can hire a manager and a coaching staff and then work on the roster. Now, the rules for this search, more like unwritten rules. The Mets have to wait until teams are eliminated from the playoffs if they want to speak to any of their executives. It's more of a common courtesy than a rule. And I kind of had to get that clarification talking with Andy Martino on Twitter. I know a lot of people don't like Annie Martino, but, you know, sometimes he does have some good comments, so we had a little conversation about the rules on that. Now, the Mets did have the opportunity to talk to Theo Epstein because he's not with any team right now, but Theo Epstein will not, and I repeat, he will not be the president of baseball operations. We talked about this last week on last week's episode. Him and Steve Cohen met up, they talked a little bit, but they couldn't agree on him coming over and running the team. Why is that? A lot of beat reporters were on this story, especially Joel Sherman, and he tweeted out that for Epstein, the Mets were not the right fit because, one, he wants to be a part of a solution as an advisor to MLB to getting the on-field product more appealing. As we know, it's hard to get fans to watch baseball if you're not a purist, so he's going to try to help on that side of things. Number two, he wants his next job to be where he puts a group together to buy a team and start from the ground floor. Now, Steve Cohen was not going to give him a part of the Mets. He just bought the team. So Theo was not going to get any part of that piece of the pie. Now, it's not the end of the world that the Mets are not getting Theo. I'm not upset about it. You shouldn't be upset about it. And it has nothing to do with his resume. We know what he's done. He broke two curses, the Red Sox and the Cubs, and helped them win the World Series. His resume is great. The thing that worries me was the off-the-field stuff. Now, he was 
not 100% linked to these things, but Jared Porter did work for him in the Cubs, while some of this stuff was probably going on that we don't know about. So can you imagine if Theo Epstein came to the Mets, you know he would have to answer questions from the media on this, and he probably should, but that's something the Mets don't need right now. They don't need more circus. They need consistency. They need a clean slate. They need to start doing things the right way. And the off the field stuff needs to be done with. So that's why I'm okay with not having Theo come over because I really don't want to deal with more of the Jared Porter questioning. I know he hasn't been questioned at all yet, maybe because he's now, you know, in with MLB, but you know he was going to be questioned if he came to the Mets. So now with Theo out of the way, who is available? And here's who we've heard about so far, the rumors. One of them being Billy Bean, the executive vice president of baseball operations with the Oakland A's. He was a general manager for 20 years from 1997 to 2016. He went to the playoff 11 times from 2000 to 2003. He went to 2006, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2018, 19, and 20. They won the division title seven times and went to the wild card four times. They lost in the wild card or ALDS every season except 2006, where they lost to the Tigers in the ALCS. And they won the wild card in 2020, but lost in the ALDS. But that was a shortened season, so take with that what you will. Now, I know people are saying, well, Theo's better because he's won world championships, and what has Billy Bean done? Hey, look at the Mets over the decades. They go to the playoffs maybe once or twice a decade, And this guy's been to the playoffs 11 times in 20 years. I'd gladly take that. Because anytime you get into the playoffs, you never know what could happen. So to bring in Billy Bean, I think, could be a good move. The problem is he owns a small portion of the Oakland A's. And he's also into other business ventures as well. So how committed could Billy Bean be? Could they pry him out of the West Coast? He had the opportunity in 2002 to go to the Red Sox for a lot of money, but he turned them down, and he stayed with Oakland. Now, here is what John Harper had to say on Twitter about the whole situation with Billy Bean. He said, No idea what Steve Cohen is going to do, but in the last few days, I've now spoken to two longtime friends of Billy Bean who says he's very much open to the idea of becoming president of baseball operations for the Mets. He would hire a GM to handle day-to-day duties, of the job, we'll see. And that's what the Mets need. They need a president of baseball operations and a GM, right in line. So that may work out for him. Another thing that works out for him is that he's good friends with Sandy Alderson. They have ties together. Alderson hired him as a scout in 1990 and then named him the GM in 1997. Then Bean hired Alderson in 2019 after he left the Mets to be a senior advisor of baseball operations for the athletics. We all know Bean's history with the Mets, especially if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Queens. He was drafted by the Mets in 1980 in the MLB draft, traded a few years down the line for Tim Tuffle. So I don't know what the love loss is there with him and the Mets, but hopefully he would be willing to come over here. Now he helped build the A's on a budget. I wonder what it would be if they actually gave him money. Steve Cohen has the money. Now, does that mean that he's just going to go spend like crazy? No, he's going to make some good deals and put winning product on the field because that's what we want. You want a winning product. If you want to learn more about Billy Bean, I suggest watching the movie Moneyball. If you don't know about Bean, watch this movie and he's played by Brad Pitt. Great movie. 
You know, they talk about the whole sabermetrics and how they valued the players. It's a real good look into how Billy Bean built the 2002 Oakland Athletics and kind of get into the mindset of him. What could be an issue that would kind of stray you away from going with Billy Bean? Could it be his age? Could he be too old? And I don't mean like he's too old because he's, he's, he's young. He's 59 years young. But in baseball sense, how I feel like Sandy Alderson, the game has passed by Sandy Alderson, I feel. Could the game be passing by Billy Bean? There's so many young executives, so many young hotshot executives in the Rays organization. And now there's also in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. And that's where we're going next. We're going to Milwaukee because the next person we've heard about is David Stearns. He's 36 years old the president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers since 2019. He was the GM from 2015 to 2019. And the Brewers website put it best. So I'm going to read a little excerpt from the Brewers website, a little bio on David Stearns. The Brewers increased their win total in their first three seasons under Stearns and manager Craig Council, recording a five-game improvement from 2015 to 2018, where they went from 68 wins to 73 wins, to 86 wins, to 96 wins. Under Stern's leadership, the Brewers have earned three consecutive postseason berths from 2018 to 2020 for the first time in franchise history, including claiming a nationally wildcard spot in 2020. In 2018, the team won a franchise record tying 96 games and the second National League Central Division title in franchise history, sweeping the Rockies in the NLDS and came within one game of reaching the World Series. The Brewers also earned Baseball America's 2018 Organization of the Year Award. Like we said, four playoff appearances from 2018 to 2021. They've won the Wild Card twice, the Central Division title twice, and also, going a little further back, he was the assistant GM to the Houston Astros from 2013 to 2015. That was when they were helping this team grow in Houston to the powerhouse that they are right now. Minus the cheating and all, you know, they still got good players. And he still helped that organization get to where it is today. He was with the Mets. He does have some ties. Baseball ops intern in 2008. He's a native New Yorker, which is another positive. So he could be a possibility. He really could. John Heyman on Twitter had to say that the Mets plan to ask permission to interview Brewers baseball president David Stern once they were out. So that may come any day. As you know, the Brewers were eliminated by the Braves in the NLDS, and that can get things started here. John Heyman went on to say that although it would be a surprise if Milwaukee okayed it, Stearns has only one year to go on the deal, but that Milwaukee is sure to want to extend him. So that is the big issue. Will Milwaukee allow him to go on an interview with the Mets? Or will they want to extend him even longer? And, you know, it looks like they want to bring him back. So it's going to be tough to try to pry him away from the Milwaukee Brewers. It seems like Billy Bean is a better chance to be the president of baseball operations over David Stearns. But you never know. We only know so little right now. So we're just going to talk about the names that we've heard. Uh, another name that we heard is Josh Burns. He's 51 years old, the senior vice president of baseball operations for the Los Angeles Dodgers since 2014. He was the executive vice president 
and general manager of the Diamondbacks from 2005 to 2010 and the Padres from 2011 to 2014. He was also the assistant GM of the Rockies from 99 to 2002 and the Red Sox from 2003 to 2005. He's a two-time world champion with the 04 Red Sox and the 2020 Dodgers. He has a knack for drafting, and this was the big draw for me when I was reading about Josh Burns. Look at the people that he's either drafted or has overseen during his time drafting with these teams. Max Scherzer, Paul Goldschmidt, A.J. Pollock, Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, Max Fried, Hunter Renfro, Zach Eflin, Gavin Lux, Dustin May, Josiah Gray, Siebert Ruiz, Brudal Gertal, and Will Smith. Look at all those names that came from his drafts. The Mets would benefit from making more homegrown players. Yes, Steve Cohen has the money to spend, but you don't always need to spend on free agency. You'll want to spend to keep your own homegrown players. And if the Mets can cultivate their minor league system and get more homegrown players onto the roster, that would only benefit the team. They need to go homegrown, and they need to start building from within. Their minor leagues is bare. A lot of it due to the hijinks of Brody Van Wagenen in the previous regime. So the Mets really need to build. We saw how bare their minor league system was once most of the roster in the MLB got hurt. They didn't have that many players to go to. So if they bring in a guy like Josh Burns, he could definitely help grow this minor league roster for years to come. Now, the big question is, would he leave the West Coast? He's been there most of his life with the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, the Rockies. Even though he had that little stint in the Red Sox, he's mostly been on the West Coast. Will he move? Can Steve Cohen convince him to come to the East Coast? We all know that Steve Cohen mentioned he wanted the Mets to be like the East Coast Dodgers. Josh Burns would help put that in motion. Another guy that would help put that in motion, and this was mentioned by Andy Martino, is Brandon Gomes. He's the vice president and assistant general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. And for me, I think he would be more in line to be the GM of the Mets. So if they could bring in Burns and Gomes, they might have to wait for one or the other because I only think they can get one executive at a time. But it would go a long way into making this team the East Coast Dodgers. Now, Michael Mayer on Twitter, said that in the search to redo their front office, the Mets have now discussed two top execs from the Dodger organization, Josh Burns and Brandon Gomes. Remember that Steve Cohen said he wanted to be the Dodgers of the East and got that started by hiring Ben Zosmer last offseason. So there you have it. The Mets have started the process of trying to make themselves the East Coast Dodgers. Now, let's talk about a few names that we haven't really heard, you know, all their names that we've talked about have been the big names. But there are some names, I've been reading some articles elsewhere and some other people on Twitter who've come up with some ideas. Mets Daddy, if you follow him on Twitter, mentioned Peter Bendix. He's the vice president of baseball development for the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, anyone from the Tampa Bay Rays would be a blessing to come over to New York. The way they have helped cultivate baseball in Tampa Bay and how well that team is run and how they bring up their players and they never miss a beat when they can't sign a player or they have to trade one of their stars. They never miss a beat. So bringing someone from Tampa, whether it is a Peter Bendix or Bobby Heck, who's a special assistant to the general manager for Tampa Bay, it could go a long way. Another name I want to bring up, one more name, and this is from Tim Ryder of the Apple, a good friend of the show. He's been on the show before. Tim Ryder mentioned this in his webpage, The Apple, talked about Raquel Ferreira. 
Currently, she is the Executive Vice President and Assistant General Manager for the Boston Red Sox. Now, she's been in the front office since 2002. She was hired by Boston in 1999 as an administrative assistant and worked her way up the system. She's been an instrumental part of each world championship the Red Sox have been a part of, and that's four so far. Right now, she's under contract with the Red Sox, so that could possibly be an issue, like with you know the David Stearns and the Billy Beans of the world, that might become an issue there. So I found it interesting, and you know I read some of the notes that Tim Ryder wrote on the Apple to you just now, and she is a possibility if they decide they want to go that route. She's just the fourth female to hold the title of Assistant General Manager in Baseball Operations Department in Major League Baseball, joining Kim Meng, who at the time was with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now she's the GM of the Marlins. Gene Afterman of the New York Yankees and Elaine Weddington Stewart of the Red Sox. Now, I really wanted Kim Meng to be the general manager of the Mets last year, but she got taken by the Miami Marlins real quick. They wasted no time in hiring her, and especially, I guess, with her relationship with Derek Jeter, it made it an easy decision, a good decision by the Marlins, who are an up-and-coming team, got great young pitching, so we'll see how they go forward. But Kim Ang, I thought would be great. This Raquel Ferrer sounds like a good idea to reach out to, so we don't know if that's someone that they have reached out to, but it was a good suggestion by Tim Ryder of the Apple, and I really enjoyed it. That's why I wanted to read it for you, so go to Tim Ryder and the Apple and and read his stuff because he's got great stuff. Now, my final thoughts before this train leaves the station, a couple updates on the president of baseball operations. We told you about what John Harper said about Billy Bean wanting to come here. Now, Andy Martino was reporting that there is it's highly unlikely that David Stearns comes to become the president of baseball operations for the Mets. We don't know if it's true. It's just rumors right now. But I can see that being right because Milwaukee wants to keep him and they have the opportunity and they can sign him whenever they want and they can decide to not let him interview with the Mets. It's possible. So we'll see in the coming weeks where this goes. Now, I know I said next week I would talk about managers and the list of managers. I think I'm going to hold off on that for now until we get a president of baseball operations because, you know, the Mets should be doing this in order. Get the president of baseball operations, get the GM, the two of them work together to get the manager and the coaching staff and then put the roster together. That's how it should be done. Don't hire a manager first and then get the GM. No, don't do it that way. Steve and Sandy get the president of baseball operations in, then we get a GM and an assistant GM and then they get the manager and coaching staff and then put together the roster. How any team should be doing this right now. The Mets, like I said earlier in the show, the Mets need to get this right. The honeymoon is over, it's time to get to work, and it's time to see what Steve Cohen is made of. Now, I posted on Instagram, and if you're not following me on Instagram, you should, at Subway to Shea. Go follow me there. I posted the book that I got, The Bad Guys One by Jeff Perlman. I'm going to get into reading that soon. As you know, that book was a part of Noah Syndergaard's book club. Also, I've been really into reading about the 1986 Mets, especially after Once Upon a Time in Queens and interviewing Nick Davis. I've been more into it and into it now, and I hope to give you a little bit of my thoughts on the book, and I hope to get Jeff Perlman on, if possible, somewhere down the line. Also, if you're following me on Instagram, you saw I picked up a cool bottle opener this weekend, a cool Mets bottle opener. Sunday, football games, baseball games, 
brewskis, needed a bottle opener, and that Mets one was a good one, so I bought that. Before we wrap up the show, please take a few minutes to write me a review and let me know what you think, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week for you Met fans out there, so go on Apple Podcasts, rate from one to five stars, hopefully it's five stars, and leave some comments in the review section so that people can see what you think of my show and so that I can see what you think of my show. And it'll help me help this show grow each and every week. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. If you're a new listener to the podcast, thanks for joining us. And if you already are a fan, thanks for your continued support. I appreciate you. You just don't know how much I appreciate you guys and gals listening in. So thank you so much. You can also find Subway to Share on YouTube. This podcast is available on the HSP Network. Catch me alongside their flagship show, The High Spot Podcast, which covers all things professional wrestling. Just search High Spot Podcast on YouTube or youtube.com slash highspotpodcast and make sure to subscribe today. Well, that will do it for this week's podcast. Always remember to listen, subscribe, share, and review. For Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to Subway to Shea. Let's go Mets. <laughs>